Hello to you all. My gosh. Has it been that long? Yes, it has. It has been that long. This is, uh, it's good to be back. It is absolutely fantastic to be back. It is Monday, the 16th of August, 2021. Show happens in the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio. The Eric Zancho Podcast begins now. Hello, this is Rick from TC Paintball. You're listening to The Eric Zane Show, a show where the host makes the audience create intros, complains about them, and then refuses to play the correct ones. Shut up. And now, because I'm required to, here's Eric Zane. Welcome into the Eric Zane Show podcast. This is a daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures each and every day of the week. Welcome. Oh my gosh. Boy, this is weird. It's, you you know, um, you all get out of a, of a routine. I get out of a routine and then trying to get back into that routine is Wow. God, I I haven't had to deal with this in forever. You know, that, hey, first day back type of vibe. And, well, I mean, I've taken time off, make no mistake, but not like this. Uh, uh, two weeks. Oh, God. That is, uh, that that's when you're used to just every single day doing what you do. It, uh, holy shit. This is like really weird. Uh, Shuddy had the maple bottle pants and the boots with the fur. The whole club was looking. I was at a wedding last night. You got to. This is the new taking care of business song. You know, or uh, uh, ACDC's back in black. No, not not back in black. What's the other one? Uh, Same album. She shook me all night long. Now that they don't play, I don't think they play back in black at weddings. But uh, I was at a wedding last night, and that and that damn song. I tell you what, if if there's no one on the dance floor, you just bust out. Uh, is it Flo Rida with T Pain? You bust out that song, and everybody loses their mind. It makes the women, oh, just turn into absolute sexual deviance. Is what it is. Is what this results in. Um. As I've aged, I've gotten to a point where I don't really dance at weddings. I don't know why. I just feel like an idiot. And because what I do is when everybody's dancing at a wedding, I usually take a look at the one guy who looks like a white guy. He looks like a complete jackass, has no rhythm whatsoever. And, and I'm like, fuck, this is why you never dance. Because then there's going to be somebody looking at you like you're just a fuck face. And, you know. So I'm actually enjoying watching these idiots dance. And I'm uh the ADHD is 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 going crazy at this wedding and um, I'm kind of crawling out of my skin. I was like, "Oh, fuck." And uh but I don't want to be, you know, as soon as I get there be looking for the door. But it's it's very difficult for me to just sit in one place. And and then everybody's having it out, out on the dance floor. Yeah, Eric, you can go out the you can go out there and dance, but I don't know. I just don't. 
I just never feel it. So, you know, I just bide my time. So, uh, you know, I, very, uh, people are dancing. I'm, I'm walking around the venue exploring, you know, uh, one, one big lap around the place. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to open up locked doors, seeing what's inside of them, inside of this place. And nothing's really panning out. And then uh, we're, we're getting ready to leave finally. It's me, Diana, and, this, and another couple. And I'm like, oh, fuck, man. Now, we're getting, like, it's like 9.30. And I'm thinking, okay, this is it. This is long enough. It's time to get out of here. And then the, our, our, our beloved friends, um, in fact, the mother of the, uh, of the bride, She's like giving me stink eyes. She's like, you can't leave. And I'm like, oh, man, I got to get up so early. I mean, I, I got to get back to work. And she's like, yeah, you don't get up that early anymore. And I go, yeah, I know. I'm trying to. And she's giving me funny looks and making me feel bad. But it's like, oh. So then, you know, I'm gathering up the masses, that me and, and those other three, including Diana. Walking out of the place. And then that song starts. Oh, I mean, there already were people on the dance floor. Everybody else gets up, even the people that don't dance. The 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 ninety five year old lady who can't even walk, she loses her mind. You know, th- th- throws the crutches away, gets up from the chair. She's on the dance floor. Everybody is. This is the song that you play when you when, when people are going to get hurt. Uh, it seems like every wedding you go to, there's there's somebody who gets some type of injury. So as soon as that song starts, man, it's like, oh fuck, here we go. And uh, uh, Janine turns around. She's uh, with the one with us, uh, the fr- friend and her husband. They turn around. Diana goes, oh yeah, and they like lose their mind. They go back out there. Oh man, you hit the flow. Talk about low, 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 low. And I, I, I will say this about that song. That song is very easy to dance to. And it kind of makes, I don't know, something about the, the tempo and the way they dance. It turns everyone into a slut. So they're all dancing slut. I'm like, what the fuck? And then... Janine, our pal, she comes, she grabs my hands. And I'm like, oh, good. She wants to leave. No, she's pulling me out of the dance. I'm like, oh, fuck, man. And then, so it's me and Diana surrounded by all of our friends. Every single one of them is divorced and is has a unbelieve, unbelievable, insatiable appetite for dick. And they're, they're grinding their asses on my dick. And I'm like, what? fuck is going on and they're they're just all around me and that song's playing and everyone's going low 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 I got Jesus and uh so finally it ended it was over uh, yeah I know your thing is Eric that isn't that bad of a thing it's like I know I just I just for some reason cannot do it I can't have a good time like that on a on the dance floor it's just ah uh, everybody lost their shit as soon as that that song ends and then people are trying to walk off the dance floor and they're they're sliding and they're falling because there's so much lady moisture uh that has dripped out of them onto the dance floor. That's what is there now. 
They have to show up with those uh, Swiffer wet jets and clean up the floor. Oh. Finally got out of there, though. Holy crap. Um, people are like, yeah, what a, when's a, a wedding on Sundays? Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I, I have no idea. Typically, that's a Saturday thing, right? Well, I, I guess people, uh, it, it's tough to actually get weddings in right now because of last year, everybody's wedding was canceled. So now, in order to get a, a venue, you got to be willing to uh, do it a little bit differently. So that was it. That was, um, and I tell you what, I since vacation ended, let me just tell you, it was right back to the grind because we got back Thursday at like 5 p.m., 6 p.m., sometime around then. Uh, and then Friday, I was scheduled all day driving limo. I did 11 hours of that on um, Friday. And then on Saturday, 15 hours driving. Now, I wasn't driving for 15 hours, but from the time I started driving to work, uh, I got the car, uh, picked people up, dropped them off here, wait, dropped them up, picked them up again, dropped them, you know. Uh, I, I got into bed by like uh, 1, 2 in the morning. So I got done on vacation, uh, all day Friday driving, all day Saturday driving, Sunday, I woke up feeling like shit. Uh, did my long run. Yes, I've still been running. Shut the fuck up. And uh, then low, 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 low. Her upper bottom pants and the Reeboks with the fur. Is that right? Reeboks with the fur? What are the words of that damn song? It's really infectious. Shoddy had them apple bottom jeans, boots with the fur. The whole club was looking at her. She hit the flow. Next thing you know, shutting out low, low, low. All right. And then it's baggy sweatpants, Reeboks with the straps. That's not sexy. She turned around and gave that big booty a smack. Hey! I kind of like that song. Right. So welcome. Holy shit. I don't even know where to begin. You know, shows like this, it's like, fuck. I mean, I kind of took notes of things that went on that I knew I would talk about. But, you know, I go back and I look at the notes. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? I don't even know what the fuck I wanted to talk about. I have no idea. So, hang on. Maybe a little bit of that today. You know, scatterbrain, but uh, hey, we got to do what we got to do. Uh, as you know, I, I like to get this out of the way. The show happens live every day on Facebook, facebook.com slash Eric St. Fan page. But don't forget, I've got, uh, the audio podcast, which is all of this. Just throw it up, throw the audio up there. I don't, I don't edit shit normally unless I take a pee break and, uh, throw it up, uh, on wherever you download podcasts, just search Eric St. Show. You'll find it also live on Twitter. A Periscope video. Oh, hold on. Facebook is brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid. Twitter brought to you by my friends at Blue Frost IT at Eric Zane Show on Twitter. If you would, please uh, uh, like and share it on Facebook. Uh, retweet it with a snarky comment on, uh, on Twitter. That would be nice. I'm also on YouTube. That is brought to you by My Policy Shop Insurance. 
uh, online at buyinsuranceherecom Eric Zane Show on YouTube. Uh, hang on. I'm under the weather. I know you're like, oh, God, great. He went out. He went out on a trip and got COVID. No, I got this. I've, I, I do have a uh, one of those weird summer colds you get, but it's it's not COVID. Hang on. That was a weird feeling, though. Wait a minute. I don't feel so good. I actually did go and get tested. And uh, they go, yeah, it's it's uh, it's negative. That was a relief. Um, on our trip, I'm like, I'm laying in bed, and uh, I start, I, I I feel like something, something is amiss. And I'm like, what the hell is that? I haven't I haven't been sick in years, like legit. So, hmm. And then uh, the next day, I I got like a stuffy nose. I'm like, oh my god, this is it. This is the big one. It's a breakthrough case. Have you been following this story about these breakthrough cases? This is legit. You know, um, because I'm very, very wise. You know, I usually take information that comes to me and and then process it and form my opinion. Uh, that's a uh, clever way of saying uh, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. But it appears, and I'm completely digressing here. This is how it's going to be today. That... Uh, the Delta variant doesn't give a fuck about the vaccine. He, he's, the Delta variant is like, yeah, eh, whatever. You can go ahead and make your stupid fucking vaccine. I don't give a shit. I'm going to go in and infect the world. Everybody's going to die. That's what it seems like. Because, you know, every single day we're looking at the, uh, at the, uh, at the numbers and we're like, oh, my God. It's, it's defeated it. In Minnesota, in the month of July, the Pfizer vaccine uh, resulted in 42% effectiveness. <laughs> what the fuck? What? What happened? To, what happened? To, oh, my God. We're so stoked. It's 96% effective. Oh. Now, truth be told. The vaccines that are no longer effective, apparently. Well, to some degree. Uh, They are just... Well, hang on. I'm getting ahead of myself. The Delta variant is changed. It's a different virus. And so, you know, that's how this is going to be. I firmly... I am now believing that this is how it's going to be, if if not uh, forever, for a long, long time. However... The vaccination um, seems to have an effectiveness where you won't wind up in the hospital and uh, likely not die. And people are like, ah, it already was like that. We had a 97 uh, recovery rate. Well, yeah, I know. But when you're dealing with as many people as we've had that have been infected, that's still a lot of people that have died. So, you know, it's still very, very important, in my opinion, to get the vaccine. But I think now we are at a point where I think we can give up the idea that, hey, if you don't get the vaccine, you're spreading the virus. And this is why I say that. And that's a little different than what I've said in the past. Remember, I've, I've basically just looked you in the face and called you stupid assholes 
for the past however long. But I think I need to pull back on me calling you a stupid asshole, and here's why. The idea that um, vaccinated dude uh, can still transmit it just like the unvaccinated dude makes vaccinated dude really no better than unvaccinated dude. It really, it, it, it's a game changer. Uh, that alone has kind of got me thinking more along the lines of, you know, like people said, um, uh, hey, it's my choice. It's my choice to get vaccinated. Okay. It's, it's my, and then uh, people like me were constantly saying, yeah, no, it's not your choice anymore. It's not your choice at all because of uh, all the people that you're going to affect. Well, that kind of, you can't really say that anymore because vaccinated dude is going to spread it just as easily as uh, unvaccinated dude, you know? So it is kind of, in my opinion, down to personal choice at this point. Uh, I, I don't think, I think, I think at this point, I'm so fucking sick of this. And it, with now that information being out there, that is an absolute game changer. Okay. So do I think you should still get vaccinated? Yes. Do outside of that, though, is there anything more to say? No, no, not at all. <laughs> I honestly think that um, I, well, I, I'm planning on every year, every six months going in and getting a new shot. And some of you aren't comfortable getting that shot. And uh, I think now as the dust settles that that's just the way it's going to be. So you'll get nothing from me. I am done calling you dumb fucks. Now I take that back. I I absolutely am going to call you dumb fucks at some point because I don't want you to die. And um, some people are like, well, yeah, you know, but it isn't approved by the FDA. Well, it's going to be. It's going to be very, very soon. So hopefully you'll get vaccinated at that point because I don't want you. uh, I don't want you to die. For God's sake, I want you here. So yeah, I was uh, I was like, oh my God, here I am on my trip, and I'm probably infecting all of the southeast. And holy shit! So I go in and I get a test, and uh, I walk in there and into the clinic. I go, yeah, I need a. Uh, I need a COVID test. I'm, I'm, I'm concerned. And they go, okay. Uh, all right. So I give my insurance information. It's like a walk-in medical facility. While I'm there, probably 10 people, I am not kidding you, 10 people came into there looking to get tests. Oh, my God. So, uh. I get into the doctor's office and she goes, okay, we can do the rapid test or we can do the one that comes back in a couple of days. And I go, can you do both? She says, absolutely. Okay, great. Let's do both. So, so she does the one where they just go like kind of halfway in your nose and just kind of dig around your nose meat. They're getting what's called uh, vi- seeing if there's any viral load. And then uh, she goes, all right, now there's this one. And I've had these before where they go all the way in to, like, your brain. And uh, 
She goes to one side to my brain, and I go, oh, thank God that's over. She goes, no, now the other side. It's the other side since when? Why, why do you have to do both sides? She says, shut up. Puts it up there. It's terrible. Comes back negative. Thank God. But, man, um, I was like, holy shit. This is going to fuck everything up. But uh, made it. And that will actually, uh, the uh, rapid test came back negative. And uh, I go, I should probably lay low, right? She goes, yeah, you know, lay low uh, until you get the uh, final word, you know. But this is probably going to be fine. Sure enough, a couple of days later. All good. Just a cold. But it freaked me out. I'm not going to lie. And then all while we're on our trip, it's like, oh, my God, that the virus is kicking the, uh, the, uh, the virus is kicking the vaccine's ass. It's a one-sided affair. It's like the vaccine is the Afghan government and the virus is the Taliban. We got to talk about that, by the way. That is, this is all sorts of fucked up here. This bullshit going on in Afghanistan. Those fucking assholes. Oh, my God. Mm. Diana and I are driving in New York City. Now, let me just start with this. We're going to go and uh, be on Anthony's podcast. More on that in a bit, but... uh, I was considering uh, getting to there. This is uh, in Manhattan by taking a uh, New Jersey transit train to a path station, Port Authority uh, hub, where they then uh, the train would take you into Manhattan. So I'm, I'm going to jump on a New Jersey transit train to Newark and then jump on the train to Newark, which would take me to Penn Station, which is just a block and a half away from where the podcast is done where Anthony's show is. So I'm like looking at it and I'm like, okay, okay. That means a train fare for Diana and I once, twice just to get there and then back. And, you know, I don't know what I'm doing. So I'm kind of a little bit of anxiety about getting there, you know? So then um, I'm like, you know, we got a car. Let's just drive over there. And like, I mean, for the amount of cash that I'm going to uh, have or, or be spending for all these train fares, let's just jump in the car. I mean, how much more can it be? And it's and it's our car. We can come and go as we please. You have no idea. Holy shit! Okay. And I'm just seeing dollar signs, just like you know. I'm not exactly, uh, I'm, I, money is not an inexhaustible resource in the Eric Zane Show podcast household. And we were doing so well on this trip. And, you know, I mean, staying within the, keeping it within the lines, you know, you save up for a vacation, but, uh, and then, okay, you know, we've, uh, we've gotten through the, uh, the big chunk of expense in Tennessee. Now we'll go to New Jersey and just, uh, what? Uh, how in the world did I think that going to New York City would somehow not be 
and overly expensive time. What what kind of asshole goes to the most expensive city on the planet and says, "Yeah, this is going to be like a, uh, a a budget trip." You can't even do anything in New York City without it costing a ton of cash. We leave the uh, uh, RV park. We're driving through Jersey City and into like I think it's Hoboken, which is just the craziest sounding name for a town. And uh, first of all, we're getting ready to go into the Holland Tunnel underneath the Hudson River. And uh, it says no cash. You got to have like an easy pass. And I'm like, well, I don't have that. So and it's a huge slowdown to get into New York City from the Holland Tunnel. It's like red on the GPS. I was like, oh, fuck, I'm not getting not going near that. So we go a little bit north to the Lincoln Tunnel. Drive to like the shittiest neighborhood you've ever seen in your life. As we're approaching the tunnel, uh, I'm like, okay, great. And uh, I go up to the window and I'm an asshole because uh, I have a card. It's like nobody pays with a card. This has to be a quick process. It's just stupid to think that they're going to want you to use your card there. And uh, she shell shocks me, the lady at the thing. She goes, 16. What? $16. I'm thinking it's like a buck 50. 16 bucks to go through this fucking tunnel. I'm like, right away, I'm thinking, I got to pay 16 bucks on the way back, too, right? Turns out, no, you don't. You don't have to do it. But at the time, I was thinking, that I did, but I guess getting out of Manhattan, you don't need to pay it on the way back. But I didn't know that at the time. So I go, oh my God. So I like give her my card. She goes, cash. And I'm like, uh, uh. Thank God I had a 20 on me. I go, oh yeah, of course, cash. What an idiot, you know? Give her the money and then off I go. Then we're driving around. And uh, right near where the podcast Compound Media is, I uh, I see a parking place. And um, you pull in, and there's a sign. It says, uh, stop vehicle here and wait. Valet walks up. He goes, how long are you going to be here? And this is at like, uh, I don't know, 1 p.m. Noon, somewhere around there. I go, I don't know. uh Six or seven. Just prior to that, when I'm getting ready to pull into the garage, I see the 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 menu of the costs. Now I don't know how I managed to misread this, but I this was actually said to die, and I go, This isn't bad. Twenty three bucks for the day. I go, in Grand Rapids, it's like twenty twenty bucks for a day. I go, eh. Anybody who's uh, this whole New York is expensive place to park is uh, it's expensive to park in New York is full of shit. It's just like any American city. So I'm like, yes, sweet. So I don't know what the fuck happened or where I saw 23. And I don't know. Maybe that was something else because he says, how long are you going to be here? I don't know. Six or seven. We'll pick it up. It's just a, it's a valet deal. And he goes, okay, it's seventy five dollars. What? I, and so whenever this happens to me, 
I, I try not to make the face like I just made, like I just smelled shit. <laughs> and, and and just kind of like, yeah, oh, money's no object here. And so I look at Diana, and she looks at me, and, and there's cars lining up behind us. And this guy, he knows that I'm thinking. Yeah, I'm thinking about just backing out and, and going to going someplace else. Like I'm going to find some, like some, some fucking sale on parking or some shit. So uh, I go, all right. Uh, I go, yeah, okay, of course, 75. No problem, man. I'm rich. So I, I uh, he rips a thing. And we walk around the car checking for damage, and he's reminding me how shitty my car is. Uh, there, there's a nick. There's a dent. I go, yeah, somebody else. Yeah, that's not you. Goes, yeah, I know. That's why I'm walking around the car, idiot. He notes all the problems with my car. Gives me the gives me the ticket. Off I go. I feel like I just got screwed right in the asshole by two dudes. Shit. So I'm like, ah, fuck. Well, let's go. Let's go have a good time. Uh, just prior to that. We're driving to the uh, garage, and there's some crazy fucker on the side of the road in Manhattan. This is like near Times Square. And as we're approaching him, he's on the right. We see him unbuckling his pants. And so I go, well, what's he going to do? And so uh, my eyes are on the road because I've got vehicles in front of me and you don't dare take your eyes off the road. You know, somebody's going to honk at you. You're going to hit somebody. And Diana's looking back at him and she's giving me play by play. She goes, oh God, he's getting ready to pee right in the street. No, no. If it were only uh, that simple. I turn around just for an instant to see now he, he is not peeing. His pants are below his ass and dick and balls. And he is um, squatting. And Diana goes, he's going to take a shit. Was that Daisy? I was just telling, hey, come here a second. No. Yeah, no, you don't have to be on camera. I was just telling him the story about the guy. When we were driving, and he's, uh, and I'm at to the part of the story where you said he's gonna take a shit. <laughs> Hang on, let me get you a microphone. Give me a microphone. Give me a microphone. Okay. I haven't had my coffee yet. Yeah, I, I know. Watch you sit so you're comfy. No, because then you gotta bend over on this, I'm and then not you will. No, I know, I know you know, but it's sorry. Just take a second. Don't be so difficult. Talk. Say hello to these nice people. Hello. So, okay, just so you know, so you're comfortable. You, they, they, they can't see you. I know, I know. Well, they, they saw you when you walked in. It was just a glimpse. So, I'm looking forward, and she's looking backward. And she goes, oh, my God, he's taking shit. So, I look back, and, and I saw his ass, <laughs> and, and so did you. You know, he thought he was being secretive because he was hiding behind the wall, but well, yeah, there's uh, but there's like construction going on, and so there's like a there's like a, also all this uh, plants right on the edge of the street on whatever street we're on. All right, in this wall, but it was. Did he not realize that 
the people on that side of the wall that well, he was hiding yes. behind would be able to see him. Motorists. <laughs> so I guess, yes, pedestrians may have been obscured from what we were about to see, but we were not. No. And so this skinny, crack-addicted black man has felt it uh, that now is the time to take care of whatever is causing him an issue. Um, but we learned that he did not have to take a dump. Is that right? I don't think he had to take a dump. I think a turd was stuck because he pulls his pants down and then uses his hand as toilet paper to knock the turd off his asshole and it lands on the street. Did you see the actual turd? Yes. Actually leave his body and land. Yes. It was either a turd or a stick. I don't know. Well, it was it, it was brown and it was brown and looked dirtish in nature, yes? <laughs> Correct. So you know that though, there's a term I heard uh, Patriot Nick say that's been used a lot. That's going to itch when it dries. He must have shit in his pants and then it dried. He's like, fuck it, man. I can't take your shit anymore. <laughs> right. Exactly. That's uh, had to have been what happened or else, you know, maybe he thought he had to toot and this little wow hardened turd came out and he or tried to come out. And what a... What a what a dilemma that must have been. It must have been a really intense itch if he if his best option is to just take his drop his pants and and use his hand, pretend his hand is a credit card, slide it through his ass crack because he actually did the this edge of, of his hand was he what he went, like. Yeah, he just like he, he like swept at it yeah. a couple times until it plopped out. <laughs> and uh, now. Uh, I didn't actually see the hand motion, uh, but I uh, you were describing you go and 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 he's been he's taking his shit. Oh, oh no, he's wiping his ass. He's wiping his ass with his hand. Oh, and shit just flew out of him. <laughs> so this is all, this is all. We're we're three minutes in into the into our trip into the city, and I was like, wow, what a uh, man. This people live here. What a bunch of fucking animals. It was. Unbelievable. Oh, and you know, I mean, here we are a few days removed from that a week. Uh, and, and, and that is like the top thing on my mind to talk about. Here. Exactly. Yeah, it was oh. quite the sight. Okay. So um, what did you think about all of the, our, our group of divorced friends rubbing their uh, asses on my penis last night during that song that they made me dance to? You were, you you were watching all of that. Yeah, I, I knew it was bound to happen. Yeah, you just let it happen, and you you actually shot video of that. I did. Right. I mean, what are you gonna do? Yeah, I know. There there's literally nothing we can do. Yeah. Nothing we can do. It's, 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 Once that divorce, well, how many are in the pack? Well, that well, Janine is no longer divorced. No, she's married. So really, it was only Sherry. S- and Sherry and Steph, Steph, right? The blondes. Yeah. Oh, they're all blonde. Yeah, everyone, all of us are, well, not me, but no. they're all blonde. But I'm getting blonde. Well, yeah, your your hair is t- definitely turning blonde, which is, you know, kind of a blessing. Redheads don't turn gray. They turn kind of like a cream white. Is that right? I don't know if I would describe it as cream. Yeah, that's a terrible way to describe <laughs> it. Hey, 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 this is my wife with her cream hair. They're going to think it's something entirely different. No. Yeah, just like a blondish. 
uh, let me ask you a question here while, while I have you. Do you have maybe a mild crush on our new pal, Anthony Cumia? No. He's really sweet, though, isn't he? He is. I do not have a mild crush on him. Maybe if I got to, you know, if I was around him for a longer time, I would. But he, I can't handle when he uh, he gets too very, graphic. I can't. Yeah. I can't. I can't do it. He's he, he. You can tell that he'd be very charismatic at times. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, that's he's got tons of he spits tons of game. He has all. Uh, he has always had like a a line of women that just are in love with him. Yeah. Do you but, think that's? What do you think that reason behind that is? Because it's his, it's uh, well, his notoriety. No, I don't think necessarily that. I think it's his sense of humor. It makes him extremely attractive to people. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, but notoriety may have something to do with it. I mean, whatever. He's blessed with that. But uh, yeah, he. Uh, I cannot handle it when he starts when it gets too graphic. I'm like, what? Do you, oh, fuck! Come on! I can't do it. Because he didn't do that with me because he doesn't know me. Right. But when he... St- <laughs> Fuck, some of the shit he said. Because we're <laughs> driving with Diana listening to shows. And he, he starts getting really graphic. And I like, look over at Diana. And she's like shaking her head. <laughs> shaking her head. And I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. I can't take it. And I'm going to get some coffee now. Okay, thanks. the doctor soon. You're going to the doctor. My orthopedic. You're for your shoulder. Yeah. Okay. So hey, you and I are uh, uh, we're we're turning the uh, we're we starting the diets again, right? Yes. Mike Ball is saying, yeah, right. I'm sure he'll be dropping off some little debbies at the store now, or yeah, at the door. At now, the, 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 all right, thank you so okay, much. See you, okay, see you there. You go, the queen of the forest, my lovely uh, multi-talented wife, Diana. Shawty had the maple bottom jeans and the boots with the fur. The whole club was looking at her. God, I love that song so much. She hit the floor. So, yeah. Driving down the street, some guy's wiping his ass with his hand. Fuck. So... The expense for the parking the car. That was that was just the beginning. Um, go up. We uh, walk around Times Square. Diana gets uh, she sees the um, naked cowboy. You know that guy, the naked cowboy. He's got uh, just a pair of uh, whitey tighties on with a cowboy hat and boots and a guitar, walking around Times Square. Diana sees him. She goes, oh, my God, I've got to get my picture taken with him. And uh, she pulls out her $5 bill. I've got, an Im- I've got a video of, of him, and then I turn it towards her, and then I put the camera on her $5 bill, and I'm describing this to you explicitly and not, and not uh, um, uh, showing it to you because of what happened. And then he goes walking up to her. And the guy, I mean, he hasn't changed in 25 years. He looks still like he's like, 28 years old and she gives him the five dollar bill puts it in the guitar and he picks her up he scoops her up and i got the video and then the wind blows her she had this cute little sundress on blows it right up and so her ass is hanging out she had underwear on for a change and uh she was she was like oh my god he goes yeah getting a little air in there i'm like oh no 
So that's that's the video. And then he puts her down, and then she's like, oh, God, my underwear was showing. And she, so she won't let me show it. And I'm like, yeah, I understand. So that was fun. It was great. We then go over to where the um, um, compound media is. It's actually, uh, you know, in this in this one uh, particular area uh, near where we actually came through on the uh, on the Holland Tunnel. Con- kind of. We had to walk a little bit. No big deal. But uh, we then go and uh, across the street from where we have to be and we we have lunch. And, uh, and this is also a place that I'm pretty sure that is where Anthony kind of goes before every show to like get a bite to eat and a beer. Sure enough, he walks in. I see him. I go, hey, man, I'm your first guest. I'm Eric. He goes, oh, my God, this is great. Shakes my hand. And then uh, I go, you want to you wanna sit and have a beer? He goes, no, I got to prep for the show. And I go, of course you do. Okay, so off he goes. It's a little weird. As he's sitting there. I'm like, he's, he's like a few tables away. And I'm like, oh, God, this is stupid. We got to get out of here. Got the hell out of there. So uh, a lot of you don't know because where we grew up here, where I, I made my mark in radio, and, and in some areas you'll know, but uh, uh, Anthony Cumia is one half of the Opie and Anthony show. Um, so, all right. This is, uh, this is pretty cool because Anthony is kind of like a pioneer in this type of content. Uh, Joe Rogan himself said that the Opie and Anthony show invented podcasting. It's like, well, wait, didn't you invent podcasting? I mean, Joe Rogan, uh, he was actually um, motivated to do what he does now because of their radio show, that style of show where, uh, you know, the dynamic between the show members, maybe bringing in comedians, stuff like that, and then just everybody just uh, attacking each other and having fun. Uh, that's where a lot of what he does came into play. Now his show obviously has uh, uh, evolved to the uh, the interviewing style and things like that, but he credits them. So I mean, it's kind of a uh, a pretty big uh, endorsement there if that happens. So uh, you know, there's all sorts of different nuances about that show on the radio that uh, you could talk for hours about. But ultimately, what happened was Anthony could shit can in 2014 from Sirius XM. And he's like, oh, fuck, what do I do now? Well, what did he do? He fucking started a podcast. And, um, you know, Anthony uh, did it from his residence in Long Island, and he had uh, a lot of uh, excellent technical equipment and the uh, the means to get the assistance from various people. It's definitely definitely wasn't a one-man show, but he started doing his podcast, subscription-based, and it, it worked out for him because then he ended up moving into Manhattan proper, has a number of other shows, a couple of dozen shows on there on compound media. So um, that studio that I was in doing that show with them, it's also refitted for all these other shows and people pay a few bucks a month and um, they get access to all these things. That that's what this is all about. So, um, and that this is one thing I said to Anthony was I've, I've kind of was identified with a guy in terms of the mentality and the mindset and, and uh, about how, um, how he, um, produces content, talks about the things that he talks about. A lot of the times I'm like, oh shit, I can relate to what that guy's saying quite a bit. And I said to Anthony, I go, fuck, you scared me though because I was always afraid to go against you because of the their show. But for one reason or another, um, fuck, in Grand Rapids, Freebird and Hot Wings, we, they, Anthony, Obi and Anthony signed on and they didn't get one fucking leg to stand on we kicked their ass 
And but I, it wasn't like I was sitting there bragging about it. I was always concerned that that show would take off, but it never did. Um, and I, we had too much of a head start. Whatever. Um, so to be then reached, uh, uh, they they reached out to me. E Rock, the guy who runs Anthony's network, he says, "Hey man, I want you on the ch- I want I want you on our shows at some point." So I go, "All right, I'm gonna make a special trip just to be on this show." So now in the back of my mind, I had kind of like a thing, a uh, a fantasy in my head and this is the fantasy in the fantasy i uh go on to anthony's show and i had such a wonderful time and the response was so good that um i get approached and hey uh we want you to uh be anthony's partner or we want you to do your own show or something like that that's that's what goes on in in the head of a dreamer and i know it does mine it it might do for you and your respective business at one point or another but i'm constantly having moments like that i I might be a fucking home run hitter in one fantasy i might be the best podcaster in the world in another uh fantasy you know there's always something going on in my head but i did entertain that and then, you know, you push it aside and you don't even think about it. So um, day of going to uh, do it after I watch the guy wipe his uh, ass with his hand and get bent over at the parking garage. I see Anthony at the at the uh, the bar across the street. Now it's time to go. I meet E-Rock right in front of the place. He goes, hey, Eric, Eric. Uh, so, you know, we, we go up there and. Uh, and what, what, what was neat about this, this place is um, they're like busting out at the seams. There's a lot of personnel inside of a small space working, getting prepared for the next show, which is Anthony's at 4 p.m. And he's not yet up, and we're sitting there in this green room area, and there's uh, a, a lot of activity. And, and uh, you know, like I said, he has a lot of people working for him, and, and that's cool, um, you know, because he, it's, it comes back to creating something from nothing. And well, anytime somebody does that, I'm always really uh, interested in how the, uh, how, you know, how, like how it's made, you know, and, and that's cool that the guy uh, has been able to uh, find his way for seven years now uh, doing podcasting, uh, video and audio podcasting, and has uh, an infrastructure in place, people who earn a living uh, helping him put this show on, and it's uh, powered only by subscriptions. So here I am. I'm excited. And um, Anthony comes in again. Hey, how are you? Hey, uh, sorry, I couldn't talk to you. All right, great. He grabs a beer. He goes into the studio. He sits down. He does 10 minutes of uh, monologue work, talking about whatever that is on his mind. And then um, just prior to that, uh, E-Rock says to me, he goes, hey, um, you know who you're going to be sharing time with? on the show today i go uh yeah the guy who shot osama bin laden in the in the face and he goes yeah what the hell is his name again um i've been been meaning to get learn more about this guy rob o'neill that's it i cannot believe i pulled that out of my brain rob o'neill who is the navy seal who, who by the way okay he shoots Osama bin Laden in the face. Over time, now you're not supposed to reveal anything about the mission. And uh, I had just the day before been at the 9-11 memorial watching about this mission because part of the museum 
the 9-11 Museum, is they have a timeline with video and stories and pictures and graphics of the actual raid on bin Laden's compound in uh, Islamabad, Pakistan. And they go over every detail and all of the people who made the decision are talking about what they were thinking. And it's, it's really cool. So the day before, I'm watching about this strike team that with uh, uh, pinpoint precision kills this guy at this compound. And they did it while one of the helicopters crashed. Like they're getting ready to put the bird down. And these dudes, including Rob O'Neill, are going to fly out, hut, 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 and go in and shoot the fuck out of this guy. And then the thing starts, something goes wrong. And the guy flying the helicopter says, fuck, we're going to crash this shit. And he ends up having to steer it out into an area that it was the safest, I guess, to put it down. And they hit it hard. Kablamo! They go, oh, fuck, shit! Oh, no! They get out, and then they the other one lands on the other side of the compound. And they go, well, we're, we're on the ground. We're going to need another helicopter. But in the meantime, let's do it. So they get into the compound. And you got these crazy fuckers are shooting at the seals and you know, they did what they do. And, uh, that was it. Well, O'Neill was one of the dudes well, was the dude who's going up the steps and Osama peeks his head out and he shot him in the face. Shit. So I'm like, my God, this is great. I'm going to meet Rob O'Neill. And then, uh, just as Anthony's getting started, Iraq gets a phone call. And I, this is what I hear. Huh? Why? Ah, uh, okay, thanks. He hangs out. He goes, Rob O'Neill's not coming. You're getting all the time. I go, oh, sweet. Yes. And I wish we had more time because we hit it off. He, uh, he says, all right, let's bring in Eric Zane. I walk in there and uh, I, I've never really spoken to the guy. And I don't know, we just kind of hit it off. It was, uh, it was super exciting for me. I, I found myself... I was able to listen to only bits of it at a time. I did listen to the whole thing, which is very rare for me, but I did go back and listen. I could only tolerate a few minutes at a time, and that's only because I hate me. Oh, God. Uh, there were times that I, 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 uh, I'm a very, very, I'm very critical of the things I say. I'm like, oh, God, I spoke too fast there. I, I combined words. I smished this. I sound like shit. I'm awful at criticizing myself. I'm just terrible at it. Uh, so mean to me. My God, stop being so mean to you. But um, I remember that I, I, uh, I told you that I had been fantasizing in my own brain about, oh, yeah, it's just so great that everybody can't get enough or whatever. And, and I don't know if that's the case. I have no idea. Probably not. But my wife was in the other room, and she said that E-Rock was sitting there monitoring comments. From This is an audience that is not mine. None of these people know who I am. And uh, uh, E-Rock said out loud in the presence of my wife, maybe to her, said, wow, all positive comments. This is great. So, all right, cool. So I'm doing something right. Um, <clears throat> what? Here's the thing. I can't measure up to... Um, you know, I, I've seen the people that have been on Anthony's show. You've got some extremely funny people. And, I, you know, I, all I can do is, is, uh, is remember what a, uh, some of the people who I talked to, I think it was uh, 
It doesn't matter who. I had several people who were saying, hey, man, good luck. Uh, go out there. You be you. Go out there and just do your thing. Just just be yourself. You'll have a good time. And it, and it worked out. It really did because I uh, uh, wrap it up. It's like, oh, Anthony, thank you so much. And he goes, man, the time flew by. It was great. It was a lot of fun. So I don't know. Maybe he says that to everybody. I have no idea. But uh, so we're going to get out of there as quickly as, as we can. No, no hanging around. And so uh, E-Rock, who r- again runs Anthony's uh, uh, network, his name is Eric Nagel. He, uh, um, Anthony's talking to Diana and Eric goes, um, so how often do you podcast? And, you know, I don't expect these people to know this type of information. Yes, I'm a guest on their show, but they're very, very busy. All, all E-Rock knows is he heard me on WATP, who are these podcasts? And he said, hey, that's enough to, to come on our show. Uh, let's invite him. Let's figure something out. Now, so he didn't listen to me and he doesn't have, and so that's, that's fine. Um, like I said, because you know, he's busy. And he goes, uh, how often do you podcast? I go, every day. He goes, how long? I go, a couple hours. And he's like, oh, my God. I go, yeah, it's, it's not that different than this in terms of, uh, I mean, I don't, have a, I don't have anybody helping me. It's just me. But, uh, and he goes, um, hey, let me uh, run this by you. And, um, would you go ahead and do an hour and then send it to me? I go, yeah, yeah. What are you, what are you thinking? He goes, well, um, we do this from time to time. Um, uh, we'll like test shows and, uh, people will do some time and we'll post it through our platform and just basically gauge what people think about it. Now, this isn't exactly like my little dream fantasy that I was talking to you about, but it's reasonable. I mean, I was like, and so I am, this is a great opportunity. This is an excellent opportunity. And I'm trying in my brain in this conversation with him, I'm like trying to be like, Oh yeah, sure. No problem. But in my head, I'm like, Holy fuck. This is reasonably enough. Like what you were, you prophesized to make you, you should be freaking out right now, but I'm like, don't freak out. Just be a, be cool. Be cool, Eric. Now, when you're a guy, I'm a ham and egger, you know, I'm, I'm, it is what it is when you're me and you get, I'm not exactly blessed with lots of big opportunities for two years and eight months. Now I've been in this room, uh, doing what I love to do. And that is talk to, the constituent audience who have lifted me up and uh, kept me viable. But make no mistake, I mean, it's not like there's uh, uh, people are banging down the door saying, holy shit, you're amazing, you know? And uh, But uh, I, uh, you guys have encouraged me to keep doing this. So this is an opportunity that, uh, you know, I've kind of been prepared for. Had I not been doing this with you, I wouldn't, I would have looked shell-shocked when E-Rock suggested that I do an hour for them to post. And this is no problem, obviously. I've been doing this long enough to know that I, uh, to, to how to uh, rattle off a significant amount of time uh, doing what I do. So he says, yeah, give me an hour. Uh, uh, spend about 10 minutes introducing yourself to the audience. You know, whatever type. And I know what he's talking about. It's not anecdotal things or. Uh, anything to move the meter, uh, keep them engaged. And then he goes, and eh, then do uh, 50 minutes 
uh, 5-0, 50 minutes of uh, topical things. Whatever you want. Go, All right, I can do that. He goes, then just send it to me. I go, yep, no problem. And I'm trying to play it cool. So what this means is that, uh, I don't know about today. I guess it could be today. It depends on how, how much I get done here. I do have a number of things to take care of. I'll end up uh, doing an hour and then sending it his way. And then he posts it on Compound Media. And then we see where that goes. Nothing, no commitment, nothing, uh, no one's out anything other than the time. And that, that's very helpful to your old pal, Eric. I'm very, very grateful for that opportunity because, you know, it's all about getting new sets of ears on the Eric Zane Show podcast. And frankly, uh, that is a, obviously a much larger platform uh, than, than what I am used to. Um, just being on the show, I'm introduced to brand new ears and eyes. And uh, by the time I'm sitting there, with Anthony and my phone's buzzing. I didn't have it on do not disturb and it's new people's following on Twitter. I'm like, Oh, this is so great. This is absolutely working like a charm worth every penny of the $75 of the parking garage. Look, I am just scratching the surface here of things I want to talk about today. Uh, it, it, it'll be an absolute miracle if I can get this thing done. Now, Typically, I don't start and go an hour without talking about any sponsors, but I have to get some of these in, and then there's plenty more to talk about, and I got to pee, so um, putting the brakes on for a second, that is very, very exciting news, though. I'm super stoked about that. Thank you to them, the folks at Compound Media, um, for having me there and taking care of me and helping me. And that was just great. I just loved it. And you know, some of you folks are like, Oh man, Zane, you're going to release that. Well, that that's not mine to release. That is a, that's a subscription based, um, bit of content, but you can get it for free. You know, um, you can sign up for a few days and, uh, I would love it if you kept it because it's, it's great content. Um, and with a number of shows for you to check out, if you're looking for something new to listen to, you've got an army of shows. Some of you are always looking for new uh, things to listen to. That would be the thing. Start with my show with Anthony and you can watch it. It looks top notch. It doesn't look uh, shitty in any way. It's a, it's a high end uh, um, uh, arrangement with just great equipment and things like that. Just excellent. So you can see me do my show, do the show with Anthony and then uh, check out some of the other shows. If not, you can always cancel that if you like. They make it very easy to do that. I kept it uh, because I just like checking out all the shows, and you should too. Um, but if you like me, you would enjoy the dynamic of me not leading the show, okay? Uh, you're talking to, outside of Howard, it's Anthony. When it comes to that type of radio, shock jock radio. Uh, I never really fancied myself as a shock jock. Uh, I was more of a troublemaker, I guess. Uh, I'm not even sure what to describe what I do is. Storytelling, I have no fucking idea. All I know is it worked enough to be able to have me uh, be in a dormer above my garage for two years and eight months doing this shit, and I'm happy doing it. So, um, excellent. All right. Um, yeah, if you want a T-shirt, Eric Zane Show podcast, I should say ericzaneshow.com is where you find out uh, about all the merch available. Get yourself a T-shirt. They are about, uh, I don't know, 20 bucks or so. 
with a ridiculous shipping charge. Not my fault. The open and the live stream of the Eric St. Show podcast brought to you this time around by A&E Heating and Cooling. That's right. Oh, my God. Here we are mid-August. Uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, there's still if you still need are in need of setting up uh, whatever you need to get a new air conditioning system, please consider A&E Heating and Cooling. We're in that kind of weird mode where uh, people are starting to think about it's going to be getting cooler here in Michigan. Uh, so, I mean, do we talk about air conditioning? Do we talk about uh, heating? But uh, all you need to know is that if you need anything at all, Joe Martinez at A&E Heating and Cooling, 616-516-8579. Call or text, okay? Got a mortgage guy that I like to talk about. Uh, Mario from the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage can get a mortgage for anyone anywhere in the U.S. with the exceptions of the states of South Carolina, uh, Maine, Hawaii, and Alaska. That's crazy. Anthony's moving to South Carolina. To Greenville, South Carolina. That's going to be an interesting dynamic. I wanted to talk to him about that. Here you got this city rat who's lived in the uh, metropolitan New York area for his entire life virtually, his adult life suddenly says, fuck it, I'm going to South Carolina, Greenville, South Carolina. He's still going to do his show and everything. That's, I'm, I'm interested in seeing how he's going to do that, but that's, that's really cool. Anyway, uh, if you need a mortgage from Mario, uh, do call 231-332-6505. Whether you have a fantastic credit score, whether your uh, credit score has taken a hit because of divorce, bankruptcy, you're shitty with money, whatever it may be, 231-332-6505. You know, get into a mortgage. Um, for some of you that have a credit issue, <coughs> excuse me, it's my fake COVID. Uh, you're going to get into a loan. You're not going to be paying a slumlord. It's not going to be the greatest loan. You might be at a higher interest rate than what you would want, but it's still yours. And then after you pay on time, redo the mortgage because your credit score is going to be better because you paid on time. Mario helps you rebuild credit, or if your credit's great, you can make this as quick and painless of a process as possible. Call him at 231-332-6505. Okay. Uh, I got to pee. Don't move. Hold on.
So welcome, if you're new, enjoying this. All right, so fingers crossed on what goes down on Compound Media. Because I'm, I'm successful doing this, and uh, it, it's able to, you know, this is all part of building the show. It's a great opportunity. I'm really stoked about it. Okay, now I'm just, uh, as I indicated, scratching the surface on things that went down on our trip. Uh, it's always magnificent when you can bank the stories, the content, the things that happen, the things I, that I want to share with you. And there's always little uh, observations that I make, and then I, 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 I write the notes down. And like I indicated earlier, sometimes I look at this shit and I go, what the fuck did I mean by that? What, what, is, what does that even mean? Um, one of the things I did note was when we're driving down south, and uh, again, I, I, I jump in this uh, motorhome. I'm pulling the car. The, the plan is to go down to Tennessee, see the Zaniacs, spend our time there, then go up to New York, and then back home. So it's like a triangle. Uh, a couple thousand miles of driving. Stand by. I'm driving at 55 miles an hour. I've indicated that before. What's crazy is you'll be on the country's uh, 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 interstate system. Uh, Two lanes, three lanes, four lanes. I am always in the right lane. And I don't, people have uh, plenty of opportunity to pass me. Still, now, that's as, that's as slow as you can go on the interstate system. If you go any slower than that, you're going to get pulled over. So I'm just flirting with that. I'm keeping it like 56 miles an hour. And, and you're like, Zane, why? why? I said, well, I, I don't, I don't want to spend the money on the gas. I, I get it's, – it's shitty. It's, it's a V10 fucking motor. It's like an 8 million cubic inch engine, gas engine on this fucking motorhome. And – it is an absolute pig. In 10 minutes, imagine a gallon of gas gone. Okay? Uh, that's that's how, how quickly it burns through gas. So the slower I go, uh, the better the gas mileage. And I was pretty proud of this. My first tank of gas, I got like 9.75 uh, uh, gallons or miles <laughs> miles per gallon. So I know this is crazy. Boy, you're such a fucking idiot, such a nerd talking about how many miles per gallon you got. It's, I was really stoked about that. I was like, holy shit, man, we did it. It's like a big victory. So my wife doesn't care. We just drive that thing like I was always told when you got a damn motorhome, you drive it like you're on vacation. And I just put the cruise on. And I sit there, I look at the phone, I play video game. Not, not really. I don't really do that. But, I mean, I've got, uh, I've got all my, my music there, and I, I, I listen to uh, the entire uh, soundtrack to the 1969 Woodstock concert. I'm like, oh, this is so fantastic. I'm just driving across America. This boring scenery and, and uh, through Indiana, which is a terribly boring state. You start to get to the uh, uh, area of Indiana, uh, and then you're into Ohio. There's one period you go Indiana, Ohio, back to Indi- back to Indiana, and then into Kentucky. Rolling hills now. Okay, when we get to uh, southern Kentucky, we're about to enter Tennessee. We pull over at this gas station. Now, this is a real hick community. And um, in particular, 
I saw one guy, and I wanted to get a picture of this guy, but I was afraid he'd kick my ass. And and we're talking uh, pickup trucks with, uh, I mean, everybody has a Trump flag uh, and or a don't tread on me flag. And I'm just like waiting for the flag that says uh, uh, I hate N-word flag. I mean, serious. This is this is rough. And this guy is pumping gas. And I can see the way he's he's I think younger. Um, he was probably about six foot four and he's got like a, a, a gray tank top. Um, I guess that would be like, a, is, is that what you would describe as a wife beater, a, a, a tank top? Uh, like something that like an old school Italian guy would wear. Is that what's described as a wife beater? I don't know. Okay, he's got a tank top on. And uh, I can see that he doesn't have teeth. And I'm not making it up. It's because you can tell that um, his lips, his face is sunk in around his mouth. Where, where there would be teeth, you can tell there's, there's no structure there. It has that that look like uh, uh, one of the car- the old man on The Simpsons. That's what this guy's mouth looks like. But I'm guessing he's like 32, and he is absolutely ripped. I mean, this guy, and he probably hasn't lifted a weight in his life. He's probably just what is described as uh, like farmer strong. He probably like you know throws hay, bales of hay, like boring Dean or some shit like that. And I go, oh man, this guy is not to be fucked with. And I swear, and then he, uh, everybody in the, at the gas station knows each other. So uh, someone else pulls up at the pump in like a 1978 Smokey and the Bandit uh, fucking Trans Am T-tops with monster truck tires on the fucking thing. And he's like, hey, man, how you doing? And they, uh, they all know each other. And so here I am uh, wearing my uh, long pull-up white socks, sneakers, fucking T-shirt on, uh, 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 short shorts on, and... And I'm like, fuck. And I look like a, a, a fucking ISIS operative already. So they're already looking at me weird. And uh, I'm, I'm putting my $800 worth of gas into the fucking RV. And the, everybody's, everybody knows each other, you know? And I'm like, holy shit. And then the guy with no teeth, I noticed it. He is, um, not only is he smoking, but he is smoking in the spot where, you know, like when you're filling the gas up and you can smell the fumes right above the nozzle going into the vehicle. That's where he's standing. And he, he is smoking a cigarette. It's hanging right off the side of his fucking face. And I'm like, oh, God, if there was ever a time to, I mean, fuck the phone. Get out of there. I, I was shocked at this. And he did not give a fuck. He had his monster truck. He had his buddy with the Smokey and the Bandit deal. They had the don't tread on me, the I hate N-word flag, uh, uh, Trump forever. And I'm like, motherfucker, I am going to watch some. I'm going to be on the, uh, uh, you know, uh, you see on the news, the, uh, you know, a camera from high above at the uh, at the gas station. Uh, where where you you see that guy get vaporized and then me running away as a ball of flame just engulfs the RV. I, I could see it. All. I had it. It was one of those Eric Zane prophecy moments. I'm like, please don't let this one come true. Absolutely incredible. Made it out of there alive though. And actually, I wa- I uh, I open up the uh, driver's side door of the RV. I, I go, Dinah, get a load of this guy. The dude with no teeth. 
and I'm not kidding you, 6'4", probably like 215, solid muscle, just an ass kicker. Oh, he's like, he's probably, he's probably had forgotten to put out the cigarette because he's so excited about how many black people he's going to kill that night at the town lynching that's going to go on. That's why he forgot to put the fucking cigarette out. Oh, my God. Holy shit. What is wrong with me to not go through and say hello to each and every one of you? Or, well, a few of you. Uh, I, I, I usually do. Yeah, this is one of the things Anthony described. He says, hey, man, do you ever have to deal with uh, uh, trolls on the live stream? I was like, no. No, not at all. It's the same amazing people every time. They shame the trolls. Uh, Sarah says, don't forget the fuck Biden flag in Tennessee. Yes. How? Thank you for reminding me. Thank you for reminding me. That is what we saw a guy driving down the road with a fuck Biden flag. And it's like, of course, I've actually seen a lot of those flags. They're, they're pretty big sellers. I'm hearing. Rob says headline, former radio guy killed in gas station explosion. Yes. Uh, Kyle says, thanks for the kind words. Hey, Kyle, what's up, buddy? Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Rob, why do you wear those kind of socks? The tall socks? Well, what am I supposed to? Wait, what? What's wrong with wearing socks? I'm confused. Uh, Mark, what's up, buddy? Mark says, buy a diesel, idiot. No. Why would I buy a diesel? No. Take your diesel shit and shove it up your ass. All right. Uh, pro tip, Kenny says, do not include the pee break in the hour you send to Anthony. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Dirk, what's up, buddy? Brian, hey, buddy. Hello to you, Terry. Uh, good to see you all. So glad you guys are back. Hope you enjoyed uh, the open of the Eric St. Show podcast. Dirk says they make ankle-high socks. You don't have to wear knee-high. Oh, so it's the height of the socks is the problem. You're telling me, you guys, you that I have to wear ankle socks with shorts. Why? Why do? You, wh- huh? So basically, what we're getting here is classic Zania uh, audience uh, members, Zaniac audience members, do what do what I'm doing, not what you're doing. What? 
No, I like wearing high socks. Okay. Are you telling me that because uh, my wife does this shit to me too? Why? Why do you wear those socks? It's like, well, I, because I like them. What? Why else would I do it? Are you thinking that I'm wearing high socks because I don't like them? She bought me a bunch of these little foot socks you wear, and I'm like, fuck, why? I mean, I'll wear them, but I want those high socks. I want um, the ones, see, mine only come up to mid-calf, and that to me is too low. I want it all the way up to the bottom of the knee. Like, you know, when Britney Spears would wear those hot athletic socks, you know? You know what I'm talking about? When a chick wears, uh, like in the pornos where the chicks wear the high socks, they're almost like thigh highs. Uh, I I like those socks. I like the kind with the three stripes too. You got like the maroon stripe and then the yellow fat stripe and then the maroon stripe on the bottom. I love those. So you guys can shut up. Now, I need to touch on um, the whole thing about how when we got to Tennessee, um, Sarah Rook Ruck Roosh is there. Now, you see her in the chat right now. Uh, I've known her forever. So it's her and her husband, Brad, and her son, Avery. Now, I know Sarah, but I don't know her as well as I do now. I have a entirely new level of appreciation and love and respect for her for how absolutely ball-breaking and hilarious she is. Um, The only dynamic I knew of this sweet lady was that she's loud. Like, if you show up anywhere, and she'd be the first to admit this, she walks in, you're going to know it. Okay, she's like, get the fuck out of the way. I'm here. The party's starting now. That's that's just her personality. So, um, as we're getting close, if you don't know, the adventure was we leave Tennessee, drive to Cookville, Tennessee, and rendezvous with a number of the Zaniacs in and around the Nashville area, Nashville, Tennessee area. This is our second year of doing this. Sarah is vacationing in the same area of Tennessee, East Tennessee, where I am. She's 15 minutes away. She goes, we're going too. And and, uh, the idea was we all meet there. And then uh, she reveals, hey, I think we're having car trouble. It turns out they ended up getting their car trouble worked out. But there was concern that they couldn't make it. And they're like, ah, we're not going to go. I go, bullshit. Well, we should have done this in the first place. We should have carpooled. We're coming to get you. So we pick them up. I have accused her husband, Brad, of being too quiet. And he never comes to anything whenever, like, we have a Zaniac event. It's, it's always just Sarah. And sometimes she'll bring her son, Avery. And I'm like, what's up with this guy, Brad? We got to figure him out, you know? Well, okay, I got to know them all much in a much more in-depth fashion. And this is my new favorite family in America. Let me just tell you this. And it isn't like it's because there's some wholesome bunch. It's because Sarah 
fucking kicks their ass in such a hilarious fashion. I, I heard things that I've never heard people say to husbands and children before. Now, Avery's like 17, and he's heard it all. Avery's the type of kid who's heard his mother say, yeah, go fuck yourself, since he was like probably three. Okay? And, and holy shit! Uh, Brad is... After spending, we, now, we, we have no choice but to talk in this car. So it's Eric, Diana, Brad, Sarah, and Avery. And he has plenty to say, okay? Um, and so I, I learned that uh, you just got to kind of figure out the dynamic, and then he's going he's gonna to be chattering away. And he was. It was awesome. I so love this guy. But the, the hilarious thing is, is Sarah, like, uh, Brad is accused of having a small bladder, and he's really quiet because he's like, he, like, leans over and says to Sarah, he's afraid to say he has to go pee. And he, and then all of a sudden you hear, oh, fuck, are you serious? And uh, I'm, like, I'm like, what? what? Like, Brad's got to piss. And I go, do, you know, Sarah, do you have to say piss? Yeah, I mean, can you just maybe say, uh, I don't know anything. First of all, do you have to fucking humiliate him? Uh, second of all, can you just let me know, hey, we need time for a potty break. You don't need, oh, yeah, Brad's got a piss. Like, what the fuck? Quit being a fucking pig. So we pull over. Avery doesn't want to get out. Now Sarah goes, get out. Yeah, if, if we're all pissing, if we're all pissing, you're going to piss. And uh, he goes, no. And she, goes, and she actually goes, get the fuck out. And he's like, <laughs> and then he does it. He actually gets out. <laughs> so she just is, is holding court with these two. Um, and it was, oh, God. Uh, Ken writes Sarah, dark horse of the Zaniacs. That's a great way to describe it. He, he writes, seriously, the sweetest person in the world and the last person you would expect to be the life of the party. But she is, and she's awesome. Well said. Well fucking said. Oh, my God. She just is an absolute dynamo. And, um, man, um. All the, it's the type of thing where I, I describe them as, I go, you know, missed opportunity. This family needs to have hidden cameras throughout their house for like a video, uh, what do you call it, a, a uh, reality show. Holy shit. Absolutely hilarious. So that was a great time. Good to see them all. Uh, and then off we go. And then meeting up with the Zaniacs in New Jersey was cool too. You had Matt and Amanda. They're getting married and in 2023, and they asked me <laughs> to officiate their wedding. Oh, my God. So I'll be going to Scranton, Pennsylvania to officiate their wedding. How great is that? I uh, got to see Kate, got to see uh, Jackie, and, uh, and, and her boyfriend, Matt. Oh, boy, he's got his hands full. Jackie is just a ball of energy. Holy shit. Oh, man. Just so great. And then uh, we were hanging out at this place called Surf City right in Jersey City, and then it started to rain like crazy. Holy shit, man. It was awesome. It was a good time had by all. Man, very, very fun. Um, so I, I know I'm jumping around here, but I wanted to share this with you. I got a little show and tell. 
in terms of uh, what we did in Tennessee, now Diana and I have hiked uh, hundreds of miles of remote trails over the years there, okay, and never seen a bit of wildlife. We saw wildlife when we were in Montana, and you're supposed to stay away from the wildlife. I did not stay away from that wildlife. I approached that wildlife. I could have been arrested. Uh, But in Tennessee, nothing. Not a damn thing. This trip was the same thing. We went, and fuck, we went to this remote trail um, that actually goes, most of it is on the Appalachian Trail, right on the border of Tennessee and North Carolina. You're way up high. Uh, Charlie's Bunyan is what it's called. Um, Great hike. And uh, one thing that happened before I talk about the wildlife is we're walking along, and there's a woman in front of us. And so Diana and I uh, are walking, and I, I, I hate having people around me when we hike. I don't like having anyone in front of us. I don't like having anybody behind us. So we either put on the uh, walk double time, pass them, and leave them behind, or we let them go. Well, we couldn't catch her. She was, like, killing it. And I notice she is not appropriately dressed. She has a pair of... Uh, like uh, really flat-soled shoes on, uh, uh, like almost like slippers, uh, not dressed appropriately, and uh, and and she is alone, and no water, nothing. You, you definitely need water, okay. And then after a little while, uh, she turns around and she says. <laughs> She's Asian. And I'm like, oh, fuck. And then the weirdest thing happened. Diana says, oh, about a half mile. And the lady goes, and then she goes, (laughs) and turns around and starts walking. And now I'm like, well, that was fucked. Okay, uh, let's back up. I look at Diane and I go, oh, God, I, boy, you know, 30 years we've been married and uh, I did not know you spoke Mandarin Chinese. Holy shit, how great is that? She goes, no, she was speaking English. I go, she was not speaking English. What the fuck are you talking about? The only thing, it sounded to me like she was saying she's going to play a, a beach ball flute with a mongoose. And here you are. She goes, no, no. She asked, how, how far have we gone? I go, she did? Yes. And then every time this woman finishes speaking, she goes, oh, <laughs> she laughs. And so she's like this jovial Asian woman. And and at, for a second there, I thought she was like a, a ghost of one of the mothers of the kids that, that built the railroad that's right over there. And I'm like, yeah, this, this, is, this, is, not, this is really strange. So it's getting, we're in this uh, uh, heavily forested area. It's very dark, and every every so often she'll turn around and go, nyaw, nyaw. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? And then <clears throat> I, I think I'm the only one who can't understand her. Excuse me. Hang on. Because we're walking along. Someone's coming down the trail, the Appalachian Trail, and then this lady uh, uh, speaks to her. And and she again speaks in Mandarin Chinese, and this the lady coming down the trail can understand her, and she says, "Oh yeah, this is the Appalachian Trail," and the lady says something else that I can understand, but the chick can understand, and she goes, "Oh, uh, well, you it goes a long, long way," 
She goes, she actually asked her, and I didn't hear it. I couldn't tell. It sounds like another language to me. She apparently asked, how far does this trail go? Now, in my mind, I'm thinking the correct answer is Maine because it does. It's like 1,800 miles. And the lady goes, well, you just go, you know, till you're tired and you turn around and come back. (laughs) She keeps walking. We go a little further and she starts talking to us again in Mandarin Chinese. And, uh, and now we're understanding now that she doesn't, she holds, she's talking to Diana. She's holding up her phone with Google maps and she, the lady is following the blue line on here on the phone. And I swear to God, the image is of Southeast Tennessee, East Tennessee, the blue line extending to Maine She's following that line. Now, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, this is how uh, people get trafficked, okay? They don't know what the fuck they're doing, and they wander away alone with no resources on the Appalachian Trail, and then some crazy fucking pimp picks them up, uh, bashes them in the face, throws them in the back of a truck, and then takes them to be a to give out hand jobs to Robert Kraft for the remainder of her natural born life, and, and I go fuck. We got to do something here. This this crazy bitch is going to sit there giggling and talking about uh, the mongoose and speaking Mandarin Chinese to Diana for the whole fucking day. And I don't want to deal with this shit. We got to convince this crazy bitch to go back. Who the fuck? Is anybody looking for her? Holy shit. I just spit everywhere. I mean, the fact that she's all alone. It's like, what? 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 How did you get here in the first place? You you can't even, you don't even have the acumen to know that where you're going is an 1,800-mile hike. What are you doing? So I'm like, we got to get this crazy bitch to turn around. And we are one mile now into this hike. And, it, and it's not easy. It's, it's pretty uh, uh, rugged um, for the first uh, two and a half miles. It's quite a, 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 a drastic ascent at this point in the hike. And she's getting a little pooped. But again, she doesn't have any water or anything. And, you know, I mean, you, you have to have this. Now, in addition, it's about 62 degrees up there. Okay. And if you're up there, this is the only thing you have to have up there. We've done this enough to know. You have to have water, and you have to have a fucking poncho. That's it. Everything else is okay. You can survive for a long time um, if you have those two things. But if you don't have a poncho, the, the, it tends to like be cloudbursts. And if, as soon as you get wet, especially with a breeze blowing in 62 degrees, you're hypothermed. You're getting disoriented, disoriented, you're lost, you're eaten by a bear, you're dead, okay? So you got to stay dry, got to stay hydrated. She has neither of those things. All she has is a fucking pith hat. Looks like she's getting ready to go pull up some fucking rice in the patty, and she has no idea what she's doing. So, all right, uh, we're now we're communicating with her, and she's talking about how far the trail goes, and I go, yeah, it goes forever. And she goes, 17 mile, 18 mile? I go, no, that's 1,800 miles. I go, you should go back. She goes, go back? <laughs> oh, oh, like, what the fuck are you so chipper about? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, you should turn around and go back. This, the day is done for you. And um, I kind of look like I'm looking at you now quite serious. I go, yeah, it's, it's time to go home. Go on. Go on back. 
there's got to be somebody waiting for her, right? And she turned around and she went. Now, I'm theorizing she may have been a ghost. I really think she may have been one uh, because there's no other logical explanation for why some lady all alone would be wandering along the Appalachian Trail with not with no, no resources whatsoever. So we did convince her to turn around and go back. What happened to her? I don't know. Like I said, she's probably in the Asian spa in uh, some area of the southeast giving hand jobs to rich dudes. My God. Uh, what the fuck was I going to talk about? Oh, fuck. Show and tell. Okay, I'm going to get to the show and tell in, in just a second. Uh, I, I put down all this shit that I wanted to talk about, and we're not even going to get to it. The show and tell happens next. But first, uh, thank you again to Horizon Hydroponics. This is another one of these sponsors that you can uh, engage them from anywhere in the U.S., okay, because of their wonderful online platform. If you grow anything, if you have a green thumb for vegetables, flowers, growing outdoors, growing indoors, uh, or, or flowers, vegetables, or cannabis, let's be honest here, uh, that's the uh, bread and butter of the business, people who grow cannabis, in the great state of Michigan, that is uh, quite in industry, and uh, I'm sure in uh, most of the states now, you can uh, uh, really take advantage of this. If you are growing, you will. Uh, it's a lot more than just getting a seed and throwing it in the soil and and uh, crossing your fingers. I mean, you want it to grow well, and for some of you, this is a very intricate hobby or pastime. So. Uh, Whatever you're doing, make sure you have the necessary things to uh, have a bountiful harvest, okay? Hang on. Damn it, my throat. Hang on. Mm. Get everything you need at Horizon Hydroponics. Whether buying in person at their four brick-and-mortar stores in and around West Michigan, or buying online, they have it all. H-O-R-I-Z-E-N. Get it? Zen. HorizonHydroponics.com. Use the coupon code ZANESHOW at checkout. You'll save 10%. They ship it anywhere in the U.S., and if your order is $250 or more, the shipping is free. Thank you, Horizon Hydroponics. A uh, crazy-ass thing happened this weekend, or this week, uh, as uh, Jacqueline, my daughter, had to go pick up the car that was serviced, and I did not tell her that the car was not at Irvine's. You're like, wait, why was your car not at Irvine's, Eric Zane? Well, Irvine said, you got a recall. Take it to the dealership. So I took it to the dealership. And I said, yeah, Jackie, uh, the car is ready to be picked up. I didn't tell her it was at the dealership. She went to Irvine's. And she's like, hey, I'm here to pick up the car. They go, we don't have your car. I said, what? Sorry for the confusion. That was all my fault. If you need your vehicle repaired in West Michigan, Irvine's Auto Repair Grand Rapids Hybrid. That's E-R-V-I-N-E-S. Irvine's.com. Uh, is their website. That's uh, Irvine's Auto Repair Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. Get your vehicle repaired there. If you want, you can do the uh, drop-off thing, drop the keys in the little drop-box area. Tell them what you think is going on or what you'd like done. They'll uh, send you an uh, email. You click on it and approve the work. They do it. 
They send you a bill online, pay it, go pick up your car. You can pick it up after hours by having the keys waiting for you in a drop box. It's that simple. It's very, very good. One of several ways you can do business with them. Or just drop it off. Hey, fix it and pick it up during business hours. They've got they've got you covered at Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Okay, so the reason why I was telling you the story about the Asian lady that was lost on the damn trail is because, uh, like I said, we've done many, many of these hikes, and we've never, we're always on the lookout for a bear or something like that. We always want to see a bear. Now, uh, careful what, you, uh, what you're wishing for because, um, you know, if you see a bear, there's a pretty good chance that there will be a baby bear, a cub or more than one cub behind it. And I even showed you images on Facebook of, uh, of this exact thing, but I needed to detail the story with you on this podcast because not everybody sees those little updates that I provide. But so we're walking along this trail on our very last day there. Now, this is not the trail that is remote. This is the trail that every fat fuck goes along, okay? Because not everybody can walk along these hard-to-reach uh, or uh, hard-to-navigate trails because if you're a fat piece of shit, you can't walk on these trails. It's just impossible. You know, you're going to make it uh, 100 yards. You're gonna, uh, uh, this is another reason to not be fat, okay? You can enjoy the great, I- the, uh, great outdoors. So this particular trail is known as the Laurel Falls Trail. All the uh, uh, people who uh, can't muster a real hike go on this one because it's a paved hike, okay? It's not that steep of an incline. You go to a waterfall, but it is loaded with tourists, so we hate it. I'm not kidding you. When we were walking up the hill, uh, we, we caught up to a guy who was extremely round, and he actually had one leg, and he the other what where uh, where the other leg was was a prosthetic, but not like a uh, a a, a high end prosthetic. This was like fucking uh, you know a pirate peg leg prosthetic, and, and he it, it looked like he may have had a better chance to get up this trail if he took the prosthetic and threw it into the woods and let the bears chew on it and then hopped up or crawled up because this guy, oh, it was it was just difficult to watch. So, you know, morbidly obese, one leg going up the hill. That's If, if you're having that type of uh, clientele populate your trail, you know that this is for everybody. And then we're getting, you know, 95-year-old ladies, I, uh, people that are, uh, again, this is a, uh, it's, it's a trail of tears for morbid obesity going up this thing. And there's Diana and I, we're just walking along, you know, judging all these fat asses. Uh, there was even one person who had a, you know, like when you're walking through Walmart and you see that fat ass on the scooter, they had a, a, a Walmart scooter there. And it would only, it could only get to us. I think it died. I think the scooter died because um, halfway up the it's a one mile hike, one point three miles. Half mile into the hike, there is a scooter. Some fat fuck has gotten that far and said, "All right, the battery's dead." Shit, beep, beep, beep. Got out and is now uh, somehow ambulating up this hill. Now, before I get to the show and tell, let me just tell you that. 
this, my anxiety was at an all-time high because you get to this waterfall and there's a sign there that says, do not climb on rocks. People die here every year. You will die. You will fall. There's no uh, guardrails, okay? And what you have here is when you, I'm getting old is what this is. You you uh, you go to across uh, to this uh, one spot and the water is pouring down. It's cascading, probably uh, fifty feet in height. That's how big the waterfall is. And then it pools, and then there is it falls again. You're at the spot where it pools, and then where it falls again is extremely slippery. Does that stop anybody from walking up to the edge? No. Now here's what's happening. This is actually happening. We're standing there, and I know, and then uh, kids are everywhere. All these asshole kids, five, six, seven, eight years old, maybe even older, and their piece of shit parents don't care. That's the way parents take care of kids these days. They're oblivious. That's why kids die at waterfalls, and 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 they're running everywhere. And I go, Dinah, we got to get the fuck out of here. We're gonna see some kid's head get smashed like a grape. And then it's got to be the worst. It's going to be so traumatic, you know. I mean, for once, I want to go on a vacation and not have to do CPR. Well, I didn't. Diana did, you know, from the San Francisco thing. Can we just get through the vacation without seeing a child's head smashed like fucking Reginald Denny at an L.A. riot? I don't want that. Remember that video? The fucking guy actually picked up a cinder block. The, the, the black dude picked up a cinder block and hit this dude, his trucker, in the head like uh, he was like he's the Hulk. And his head actually went flying like JFK's. And somehow that guy lived. Look it up. Somehow that fucking guy lived to testify on the guy who smashed his head in. And his head is all misshapen. Jesus. Okay, I completely digress. And kids are running up to the edge of where the, the water is pooling there, and then they slip and fall. And they go, ah, I fell. Their feet are hanging over the side. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Dad, we got to get out of here. I don't understand, people. Take care of your kids, you assholes. Prior to that, we're walking along. And I hear it. This is what I heard as I was walking along this trail. You know what that is? It's not a locust. Nope. It is not a cicada. And it was that sudden. I took a step on this paved path to the right of me is rock face and vegetation. Um, I heard it. That sudden. I look to my right and there it is. A timber rattlesnake. And at the time, I'm like, wait, my mind hasn't yet figured it out. Okay. 
And then in an instant, I look to the right and uh, I see what you see here. Now, this, this, this picture that I'm sharing with you, um, that's just one portion of this snake. It's about four foot long. Like if I held up both, eh, I would say like uh, it measured a uh, diameter of uh, three inches at its girth, at the, at the biggest part of its girth. So this is a pretty prominent size snake. The head shaped like a triangle is not the biggest thing in the world, but this is a poisonous snake. So uh, as soon as I hear that, I'm like, ah! And a guy walking ahead of me, he turns around because he hears it too. And he goes, that a rattlesnake? I go, yeah! And I, I like say it like that. And uh, uh, the, the, I, I learned later on that what these snakes do is they don't just rattle and then bite you. That's the first warning, okay? These, are a, these, these snakes are going to give you a chance. And that's him saying, hey, I'm here. I am here, and I, I will bite your fucking dick off. And then he's moving. He's saying, I'm here, and I'm moving away. The snake is actually moving away. Slowly, but he's moving. Cool as shit. So then Diana comes up, and we take a look at it. And, uh, yeah, so he that's the way they. I was reading that they actually do do that. First, they'll warn you. Here's a image of the, the rattle. This right here is the thing that makes the noise. <laughs> a little... On the end of him. And uh, and then off he went. And then the one I hear one kid say, pick him up. Pick him up. A little fuck wanted to pick up the snake. Dude, so we got the fuck out of there. And that snake kind of wandered or uh, uh, slithered away. But, man, that was something. But that's not all. We go up, we see the kids nearly die at the waterfall. And I, I guarantee you people fall there every every year. Every every week somebody dies at this thing. I, I, I was shocked at how parents just let their kids go. Oh, my God. And I've, I've brought my kids to that place too. But it seems like uh, nowadays, well, there was a hell of a lot more people there this time. And nobody gave a shit. It was ridiculous. We're coming back. And it happens. About uh, 30 feet in front. There's a guy holding up his hand and people are congregating around him. And he looks at me and he points down into this like thicket. And you see down below came from a tangle down below a bear, a beautiful black bear. Not that big. And uh, she's got a little tag in her ear, which means she has been... uh, 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 like uh, shown up around people before. And once you get that, that means, hey, uh, uh, this bear might be a problem later on if it keeps coming and hanging around people. You get like two or three of those tags. They end up relocating the bear. If it gets any worse than that, uh, crazily, they have to euthanize the bear. So it's very, very important. Nobody feeds the bear. So if people start throwing fucking food to the bear, you're supposed to like fucking punch him in the stomach. It's like bad. Don't feed the bear because the bear's going get, to get killed. So we're all standing there. Now, again, this is 25, 30 feet away, and she does not give a shit about us. And But then she turns and starts walking up towards us. And I'm like, uh-oh. And then I go, I think we're supposed to back away slowly or yell, make ourselves big. So I'm like going to... I'm gonna like uh, uh, grab arms of the strangers next to me, uh, next to me. And go, rah, rah, rah. I don't know. 
Uh, but it turns out she ended up went, going from coming up to then she said, I'm done, and just continued to wander along, okay? Shortly thereafter, like seconds after, we see more brush moving, and it's a cub. It's a little fucking cutie, cutie bug cup. Cup. Cub. Damn it. Why do I do that? It's embarrassing. And now everybody's like, oh, my God. Now this is, you know, I'm waiting for somebody to do something stupid. Go and approach the cub. If that's the case, we're going to see the mom lose her mind and eat somebody. But nobody does that. They're all just standing where I was shooting video, and then they're kind of like following its path as it walks and still shooting more uh, video. And then all of a sudden, it's gone. And like, boy, where did it go, you know? And it turns out that he's done a little double back, but we don't know it. Um, And everybody's, to my right, looking where this bear is. But the one person who hasn't gone with the group is my wife, the queen of the forest. And it turns out that this little fucker has now approached Diana, and she's the only one who knows And I look to my left, and there is the bear looking at Diana. And no one knows that this interaction is happening. Like, where's the cub? Where's the cub? Where's the cub? Diana lifts her phone. And this is the moment we've been waiting for forever, okay? This moment right here. And um, the pictures that she took are not zoomed in. Look at this. This is the picture she got. That bear, that cub, was 10 feet away. Look at this leaf is covering his eyes like he's hiding or something. And she snaps this picture. And then she snaps this picture. Look at look at this guy. Are you kidding me? This is the moment we'd been waiting for. Holy shit. And then the little guy... You see, he's looking at that leaf. He went and, like, grabbed it and, like, ate it. And then he just sauntered off. He just fucking walked away. What? And then uh, he went away. And then I walked up to her and I go, can you believe what just happened? And she goes, no, we've been waiting for this forever. Oh, my God. Incredible. And then the uh, the, the, the cub just said, all right, I got to go catch up to mom. See you later. Absolutely amazing. Our last night there. Holy shit. Okay. Uh, I think I've got more show and tell for you. Yeah, I do. If I can get to it, I think I have it ready. Uh, Ah, yes. I have to update you on uh, the whole deal about uh, my training. You know, I, I, uh, like I said, I was under the weather and I, I was concerned that I had COVID. I went and got a COVID test. It came back negative, but, um, so, uh, I'm, I'm taking on my good pal, Mike ball coming up at the, in the grand Rapids half marathon. And, uh, he's been giving me tons of shit about uh, my training, but the training I was, I managed to get my training in. And uh, despite the illness, I did uh, miss a couple of workouts, but I got my—I just got my long run in yesterday, 
So uh, everything is going as planned. And the only reason why I'm bringing this up is because of, uh, uh, you know, if you think that I am going to beat Mike Ball, then I want you to donate $25 to the AT Children's Project and pick me to beat him. Okay, this is a fundraiser to help those kids dealing with this devastating, terrible disease. All right. If you think Mike is going to win, pick him. So what you do, 25 bucks, make the donation, and I will uh, uh, show you exactly. Uh, uh, oops, that is not what I wanted to do. And you go to atcp.org slash Eric Zane Show. Okay, in fact, I'll uh, for the live stream, I'll, I'll post it right here so you have it. There you go. Uh, I wanted to remind you about doing this. Uh, 25 bucks, pick who's going to win the race. And by how much? And if you correctly pick the winner and are closest to that time of what actually happened, of how quickly one person or the other won, you'll win. Uh, first prize is a $300 gift certificate or gift card, uh, Visa gift card. Second place, $200. And uh, third place, third closest, $100. So uh, your $25, bucks, it, it helps kids uh, uh, dealing with a terrible disease that uh, a, has no cure or treatment for. And um, you, you can win. I mean, so that's a lot of money you can win. So I really want you to be uh, uh, thinking about this. I appreciate people who have uh, uh, stepped up and thrown 25 bucks into their coffers for the kids' charity, which, by the way, on Charity Ranker, it's it's one of the all-time high, highly ranked charities. I think they uh, utilize like 92 cents of every dollar raised uh, for research for the uh, disease ataxia telangiectasia, very near and dear to uh, our family. So I want to try to get as many of you to donate. If you got an extra 25 bucks, go to atcp.org. Uh, uh, slash Eric Zane show, or just click on the link that you see on the live stream. So I appreciate that. So I have been training. Mike Ball has been talking shit. Uh, I, I don't think I'm anywhere near where I need to be, though. I think this is uh, uh, the thought process that I could just pick up training and, uh, and, and then crush it. I think that is uh, a tall order. I mean, I th- I'm just very, very slow. And um, I... So I'm concerned about, I mean, but of course it isn't about winning the race. That isn't the reason why we're doing this, but I would love to rub Mike's nose and shit, but I want to share something with you that tells me that I am in trouble because, uh, another friend of the show, Zaniac Joe Morin, he just did a triathlon the other day and, uh, Mike Ball did the triathlon. As you know, he can bust out an Ironman distance triathlon. Mike is is no slouch, but, I mean, this shows you the level of determination on Mike Ball's face. Oh, my God. Wow. Look at that. Man. I mean, this is, uh, first of all, if you're Mike Ball, you can't be happy that Joe Morin posted this picture of you. Uh, my God, what is going on here? You look like either um, you're, you just discovered your family slaughtered by an axe murderer. This is the only thing that that face can, just, can, can be just you know, like indicative of. 
Uh, I don't know, maybe somebody hit you and cut your legs off with a broadsword, discovering a slaughtered family. Um, I don't know. Maybe seeing uh, a pic. Uh, okay, image of your kids having sex with your wife. That's the only thing that that is that is that is a face of 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 that. You know what a horrible look. If I'm you, I I petition Joe Morin to take that picture down because you don't look like that. You don't have eight chins with the fattest fucking face. With squinty eyes, looking that you're you're shitting out an anvil. I mean, that what the fuck? Why would he do that to you? You you know, okay? If maybe someone has Photoshop and can or is good at Photoshop, can can and and by the way, you need a larger hat. That hat is way too small for your fucking head. There is so much wrong with this picture. What a what a hideous face that is, and and I don't know how it happened. You must have been winning the race or something at this point because that is that is one for the ages, Mike Ball. Son of a bitch. Oh, my God. Look at this. Some of your, your closest friends on this podcast uh, are saying it looks like you have the shit. The look on Mike's face is the exact reason I hate running. The Duchess of New Jersey just called you gross. Oh, my God, Mike. Chris says, LOL, terrible pick. Uh, uh, N says, I'm a big guy, but I don't have that many chins. I think there's actually six chins here. Oh. Man. Jesus. I, I, we, come on. Joe Morin, what the fuck? Do not post pictures of people's face that look like that. Kenny says, pretty sure Kate said gross to what you said, Eric. He should have been looking. Okay, I got (laughs) you. Rob says, uh, this pick makes me think Eric has a chance at winning. And then Kate clarifies, no, 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 I didn't call Mike Gross. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh. Patriot Nick is killing you, Mike. He says uh, that Mike Ball won the race because anyone who looked behind them and saw that ran into the woods. Josh says, why does Joe hate Mike? Jesus. All right, there you go. That is the face of... Uh, of winning, I guess. If that's the face of winning, I want to come in last place. Oh, Jesus. And the thing is, Mike doesn't look that fucked up. He is a, he's a pretty, he's a pretty handsome dude. You know, he's a Clydesdale, but I mean, as far as Clydesdales go, and that is, that's actually a term in triathlon because he's like six foot 11. And I think he weighs like four fifty. So, if you're a Clydesdale, if you're a big dude complete, uh, competing in triathlon, that's what you're known as. But he, he doesn't he doesn't like look that way. I mean, he's tall and and strong, but my God, I uh, who was the character in uh, in the fucking uh, something called Mary? Wasn't there a retarded guy or a, 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 uh, sorry, R word rhymes with me marted uh, in in the film something about Mary? Isn't that who Mike Ball looks like? 
Dean says we look at a worse face every morning in this podcast. Yeah, whatever. You know, I, at the end of the day, I'll always be more handsome than you. Uh, my head doesn't look like it was stuck in a vice. All right. So there you go. <sighs> Folks, I am on Cameo. Cameo.com slash Eric Zane. Thank you so much for that. You can sign up for a Cameo. And uh, have at it. I can uh, roast any of your friends. You got, uh, hey, this is someone else floated the idea. Somebody accomplishes something at work. Or a workplace recognition. Hey, congratulations. You're employee of the month. Fuck off. Cameo.com slash Erickson. Uh, my friends at uh, Back Alley uh, Comedy Club are inviting you to check out them for a show. Uh, let's take a look what we have coming up. What is coming up at Back Alley Comedy Club? You know, and by the way, they're, they're in the process of changing their name to Full House Comedy Club with locations all over the place. You've got uh, Sherman Bowling Center, Howard City Lanes, Billy's Lounge, Listening Room, Park Theater, Rockford Lanes, Spectrum Lanes, uh, and uh, all these places where you can see great shows. And uh, starting August 24th through the 27th, uh, John Heffron and John Reap. All right. You got four shows. I should say four days worth of shows. August 24th, Howard City Lanes. August 25th, Spectrum Lanes. 26th, Park Theater in Holland. 27th, Rockford Lanes. Go to fullhousecomedy.com for a listing of the shows. Not to mention... Uh, they're going to be also in town August 28th. John Heffron and John Reap. Mitch Fatel, love that guy. Really, really nice dude. Funny as hell. September 1st, 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. Eddie Griffin, September 3rd and 4th. Ryan O'Flanagan, September 8th, 9th, 10th, and 11th. My God. Chris Catan is coming to town. That's going to be in October. Paul Rodriguez, October see, Michael Winslow is a riot. Uh, let's see. Anybody else I know? Shane Smith is funny as hell. They're all great comics, but I just haven't heard of all of them. God, man. Uh, uh, Big Dick Donnie has been just booking shows like crazy. Brad Williams, I love this guy. That ain't till April, but, man, him and his giant head uh, will be appearing for, uh, Jesus, four shows. All right. Very cool. I want him to book Chad Zumach so I can show up there and challenge him to a fist fight. Thank you to Big Dick Donnie for being part of the Eric Zane Show podcast. Okay, uh, my pal Frank Fuss, uh, one of my newest sponsors before the vacation, is, uh, is Frank, mypolicyshop.com. Now, this isn't exactly the most exciting thing to talk about, but it is still very, very important, especially if you're like me and you buy... Your life insurance, not your life. Well, I guess it could be your life insurance, but in this case, I'm talking about your health insurance. If you buy your health insurance on the marketplace, or if you are in the workplace and your employer says, hey, it's time for re-enrollment. Uh, it's time to sign up for what you need. You don't know what the fuck you're doing. Okay. Call upon Frank Fuss and have him help you get the policy that suits the need of you and your family. The best part, it doesn't cost you anything. 
That is the absolute biggest selling point of this. And this is so important. When it comes time to that one moment during the year, when you have to painfully figure out what your coverage is going to be, whether it is through your workplace or through the marketplace, you buying it on your own, have Frank help you. Really simple. Go to this website that he made exclusively for listeners of this show. Buyinsurancehere.com. He can help you in any state in the union except for a couple, which I forgot. But even if you are in those states, he can direct you to the right people who who work in his field the same exact way. So it doesn't matter. Just go to buyinsurancehere.com. Tell them exactly what is uh, in your game plan. I uh, buy insurance from the marketplace. Uh, I am going to be needing uh, to utilize Medicare. I'm getting ready to turn 65 years old in the next six months. I need dental insurance. Hell, even auto and uh, life insurance. It can help you with that too. Whatever it is, buyinsurancehere.com. Reach out to him. It's the spot where it says, how would you hear about me? Make sure you put my show name. Say, I listen to the stupid podcast. Uh, that you advertise on called Eric Zane. This is what you do. Best part, it doesn't cost you a dime. This is so key. A lot of times, when people who are signing up for Medicare, Medicare will cover a lot, but not all in some cases. And if that's the case, and you're on a fixed income, or someone you love is not going to be in this boat, it doesn't have to be you, Um. The last thing you want is to have them fucking around with like ridiculous things that Medicare doesn't cover. So in the event that that is you, you can purchase a supplemental policy for like next to nothing. And what happens there is now you're so you're you're so covered with insurance that you actually want to go out and get hurt just to try it out. You want to go for a hike on that trail I was telling you about and throw yourself onto the rattlesnake or, or uh, go and, and, and push one of those fucking kids off and fall with them just to see how good the insurance is. This is all ridiculous and stupid. But you get the idea. Buyinsurancehere.com is where you go. All right. <clears throat> Excuse me. Okay. I want to talk about this fucking shit show that is going on in Afghanistan. Now, um, I don't have enough expertise to be able to uh, lay blame on the United States or Joe Biden. Um, Let's just back up a little bit here. In the 1980s, the country of Afghanistan was, uh, you know, invaded by the Soviet Union. Okay. Well, the group of fighters that ended up beating back the Soviets was a very, very hard fought war many, many years. And you got the, the mighty Soviets and just a bunch of ragtag rebels. Well, it turns out that those ragtag rebels were given plenty of armaments by the good old U.S. of A. Because, you know, we fucking hate Russia. Uh, And so, uh, basically, this was uh, another example of the U.S. uh, uh, funding a war 
for these ragtag fighters who went by the name Taliban. Okay? So, all right, there's that. We're like, oh, man, it's, 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 fuck, there's a, there's, a, there's a press conference with Ronald Reagan and some of these dudes from the Taliban, and he's like, these are, these are freedom fighters, and we love them very much, and we're going to help the Afghani people. And so this is what we did. And uh, everybody in the U.S. is like, yes, Taliban. You know, kids are going around with uh, uh, I love the Taliban T-shirts here in the U.S. Not really, but uh, wouldn't it be something, you know? You, you could go buy your own Taliban action figures. We love the Taliban. They're great. They're so awesome. Uh, forget the fact that they, uh, they're absolutely horrible to the women in that country. Uh, so then there's that. And then this little guy named uh, Osama bin Laden, um, you know, uh, he, he gains sympathy from the Taliban. And his organization, Al-Qaeda, is uh, uh, bolstered by the Taliban. Which, by the way, when I was at the 9-11 Museum... You know one of the reasons why the uh, that uh, Al Qaeda came into existence, it was because during the invasion, uh, when Iraq invaded Kuwait, and then the threat was that uh, the Iraqis were going to invade Saudi Arabia, the leaders of Saudi Arabia obviously uh, sided. Uh, we offered help to Saudi Arabia. Well, hell, we fucking went to war with. Uh, it, with Iraq then. This is in the early 90s. Bin Laden was extremely offended that the Saudis did not enlist the help of Al-Qaeda and the and organizations like the Taliban to help them fight the Iraqis. He was insulted and incensed that the Saudis, the Saudis would side with the United States. And, you know, uh, obviously he's very territorial so that was it and plus you know the u.s and their and uh and whatever the u.s stood for they they hated so that was the beginning of uh of that so all right uh now all of a sudden taliban is not our friends 9-11 happens six days after we start blowing up afghanistan and then eventually we go after iran uh, I'm sorry, Iraq and uh, ousting uh, Saddam Hussein and all that shit. You know, let's not forget all of that shit in invading Iraq and 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 blowing up uh, uh, Afghanistan and ousting the Taliban. Uh, I don't know how well it didn't do any good after what we've seen in the past week. Uh, it did nothing. First of all. We can't lose sight of the fact that in Iraq, we never found shit, any evidence that they had any weapons of mass destruction. So, I mean, countless lives lost uh, on both sides. But I, I'm looking I'm, I'm focusing primarily on the loss of uh, American military lives and contractors and civilians and things like that. Not to mention the innocent people that lived in the country and the fact that we uh, destroyed the country and made it so like, hey, whoever wants to rule Iraq, go ahead, have at it. There's that. And we didn't find any fucking weapons of mass destruction. That's kind of weird. And then the whole idea about blowing up Afghanistan. And oh, by the way, 10 years after 9-11 or however long it was, we finally uh, find bin Laden, you know, uh, in Pakistan, like not just like right on, it wasn't even on the border of Pakistan and Afghanistan. 
It was in Islamabad, which is way on the other side. And, you know, we had to do, like I was talking about earlier, the uh, 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 Rob O'Neill thing, uh, the, the, that uh, extraction or the killing of bin Laden. We had to pinpoint, do that maneuver, and, uh, you know, uh, basically an uh, act of war in Pakistan. It's a miracle that we didn't start a war with them. Frankly, we should have started a war with them, I guess. I have no idea. I mean, fuck. I don't know. But then, okay, here we are uh, 20 years later. And I just saw a comment. Uh, this is a terror. This is not unfolding well for Joe Biden in any way, shape, or form. This is making. This is a bad thing. This is the type of thing that, um, you know, if his presidency ended, they'd be like, "Yeah, uh, this is on you." And I'm not saying it is, but it does look bad because a month ago I just heard a clip this morning uh, of Joe Biden saying, "Yes." Uh, Uh, So, yeah, uh, in a month or this is a month ago, he says, uh, we have a very slim chance that the Taliban will ever do anything ever again. And now here they are. And uh, here's what's weird. It's not like they've had any uh, opposition. They basically just said, all right, the U.S. left. Let's go reclaim everything and uh, rule this country with an iron fist. And no one's offering any resistance. It's like, wait a minute. Are you telling me uh, uh, countless American lives in this war of Afghanistan, plus the uh, plus the unseen toll, you know, uh, all the PTSD, all the ruined lives, all the mental health issues for our military, the fact that uh, Clint Eastwood made a fucking movie where uh, the, the dude playing Chris Kyle is holding a fake fucking baby. We have to we had to endure that. This is all because we invaded and and ha- had to destroy. I think that 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 fake baby thing might have been the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my life. By the way, how the fuck can you make an amazing movie like American Sniper, Clint Eastwood of all people, and it, you got this great story uh, of, uh, of 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 anguish and, and and recovery and how Chris Kyle, how he, uh, you know, oh my God, what a great movie, and then he ruins it. Eastwood by saying, yeah, just go ahead and use a use a fucking cabbage patch doll. Do you know that scene I'm talking about? If you ever see that movie, American Sniper, it's so ridiculous. Instead of using a baby for the scene, they used a toy baby, and you, you can see it. It doesn't even look in any way real. Jesus. So all of these, uh, these crazy tolls, prices that we have paid, by this war in Afghanistan, and all we had to do was leave, and a week later, they just walk in and just take charge, and all they do is they show up with uh, a, a fucking machine gun uh, a bolted onto the back of a fucking 1982 uh, Toyota pickup, and that's all it takes to fucking overthrow a government? You got to be fucking kidding me. What happened? We had to have armed these people, right? It isn't like we just, what is, what is going on here? I mean, when we left, we had to have given them a supreme arsenal of weapons. In fact, I know we did. And so all these idiots have to do is say, hey, we're moving back in. And then the so-called military might of Afghanistan just go, eh, 
Yeah, come on in. And they offered no resistance, none. So imagine this. There, I, I, there was one bit of uh, footage of um, when the Taliban wasn't in control, women could, you know, they could move more freely. There's this one business that was a beauty shop, and that's a, apparently a no-no. So you see all these, uh, this business owner, he's like ripping down the sign and closing up shop and shutting down the business because women can't do that. They have to basically, I don't, well, they have nothing. It is, it's bad. This is a bad place to be. These are bad dudes. And let me just say this. These pussy Afghan, uh, 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 well, the, the people that we expected to uh, maintain their country, what an absolute shit show. How embarrassing is this? In my opinion, there's only two things that should be done because of these pussy Afghans not fighting the Taliban. We should either uh, uh, arm the Taliban, okay, <laughs> or yeah, actually give the arm, give arms to the Taliban and say, yeah, go ahead and now rule with an iron fist because uh, you need to because to pay them back for the bullshit that they put all of us Americans through to fucking try to save this piece of shit country. My God. Fuck these assholes. If I'm Joe Biden, I say, well, uh, I look like an asshole because um, of all of this. So I am not. We are now supporting the Taliban again. So we're sending arms and planes and Tomahawk missiles. And uh, we are saying, go Taliban. All right. Or nuke the whole fucking country. Just say, you know what? We're done with this. We're done with all of this. We're just going to nuke Afghanistan and turn it into glass. We're tired of dealing with this shit. No more. Fuck all of you. Unbelievable. I, I, uh, th- this is so frustrating. I can't even begin to, to think, you know, and I, 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 I talk about this the way I talk about it with obviously an air of ridiculousness to it, but imagine what a what a slap into the fucking face for uh, uh, thousands, thousands of military members who paid the ultimate price for these cocksucking scumbag sons of bitches. Fuck you. Holy shit. And, and they're literally the way it is this morning. U.S. transports. Are, uh, are there and the, these these crazy Afghans are, are running after the planes and I'm like fucking a man throw open the side like that dude from Full Metal Jacket and start yelling get some fuck all of you here you go here's your here's your air support fuck you there's that they're actually hanging out of the side of the fucking C40 transport unbelievable. One of the worst things I've seen. This is, uh, and they're like, and the U.S. and the State Department's like, yeah, it's not like Saigon. The fuck, it's not like Saigon. It's just like Saigon. It's worse. Holy shit. And so now the Taliban is, they're basically just, um, they're, um, no one is resisting. So their job now is to go through and kill all the translators who helped the U.S. And they're all scrambling trying to get out. <clears throat> so they're going to kill all the ter- uh, translators, kill all their families. And we are back in time. 20 years ago. This is, this is ridiculous. This is 
an incredible fucking moment that cannot be overlooked. And I again, I'm not going to sit here and point blame. Well, no, I am. And I'm blaming the, the fucking Afghanis because these people had every opportunity to do the right thing. And I don't know how they fucking they, they fell off the side of the map. How did they, how did this even happen? And if you're the U.S., cautionary tale. I think going forward, this is a very cautionary tale about, I mean, this never fucking works. This never works, these occupations. At the time, it felt damn good six days after 9-11 to blow somebody up. But, um, and yeah, and I, I, I don't know. I think maybe um, to some degree that, but not a full-scale invasion and overthrowing of a government. It obviously proved to be a, uh, a, a worthless thing to do. Holy shit. This is absolutely horrible. All right. As always, if you have any thoughts you want to contribute to the show, Eric, uh, Eric at EricZaneShow.com. If you take umbrage or agree with any other thing I say, I would love to hear you on the Shoreliner Striping inbox. Shoreliner Striping. What is that, Eric? That, well, they stripe parking lots. You ever pull into a parking lot? And it's brand new and awesome and, 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 and re, resealed, and it looks perfect. That's because they probably went to a place like Shoreline or Striping and had it done. If you walk into a shitty-looking park area, if you drive into a shitty-looking parking lot, you can't even see the stripes, you're going to make the face that Mike Ball makes. Look at that. Shorelinerstriping.com. The guy whose parking lot looks like shit is probably owned by a guy who's making that face. All right. Thank you again to Shoreliner Striping. The asshole of the day is moments away. Don't forget, I'm on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. I do a second show each and every day. We'll get to that momentarily. Five or ten bucks a month. Thank you. All right, we've got paintball coming up. We're back online for paintball. Let's see, I had a list for paintball. Uh, Kevin Kuyper's had to back out. He's going to a baseball game. Dale plus six. The Schaefer's, that's a party of four. Nap, party of two. Tarantula, party of five. Tyler K. Gabe, party of five. Your old pal Eric. Hopefully, Ben Glaze. This could be one of our biggest paintball wars ever, and I would love to play it with you. So, if you want in, okay, reach out to me. Eric at EricZaneShow.com with an RSVP so I know you're going. I can add you to the list so that I know exactly who's coming. It's going to cost you $35. That's it. You get the paint. You get the gun. You get the mask. You get a free pizza party to start. It all happens on Sunday, August 29th. Just under two weeks from now, from today, starts at 5 p.m. at the world-famous TC Paintball. Paintball War number 15, the back-to-school slaughter. Reach out, Eric, at ericsaintshow.com. Otherwise, I'll see you there. And you can have your own party at TC Paintball whenever you want. You just book it. It's going to cost you a little bit more than our paintball party. But uh, 
You can book it at your leisure. I understand the Tarantula Farmer did go August 8th, our last time we were scheduled to be there, but I couldn't be there because of the trip. But uh, thank you for that. Well done. Keeping Rick in business. The Asshole of the Day is brought to you by TC Paintball and JM Synthetics. And I have talked about a lot today. By the way, JM Synthetics online at jmsynthetics.com. You need Amsoil, get it at uh, 616-747-0233. Excuse me. I got it. I didn't even get into the story about the uh, 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 worst of all time, the Olympian going after her uh, teacher. I didn't talk about the dude that turned into a chick weightlifter. I didn't talk about that. I got to talk about that on the Patreon. Got to talk about uh, Quentin Tarantino is a fucking asshole to his mother. And how about QAnon guy murdering his kids? Oh, my God. Holy shit. A real happy story there. Do you have any suggestions for asshole of the day? Mm. Hmm. Uh, let's see. What did we talk about? Well, you got the guy. Oh, boy. You know what? The guy who wiped his uh, ass with his hand, he has to be your asshole today. There could be many other ones, too. But I'm just going to keep it simple because i got to pee and get the hell out of here. That is your asshole of the day. The guy in New York who wiped his ass with his hand. Got to be. All right. That is the April, uh, April, August 16th edition of the Eric St. Show podcast. I appreciate you guys so much. Download the podcast wherever you download audio podcasts. And we'll talk to you on the Patreon. Till then, have a good one, folks. Thank you. Bye-bye.